I'm Chris from All Things Good and Nerdy, a proud member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure you check out all the other great podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three, two, one. Hello and welcome to Undaunted, where each episode I talk to fellow podcasters from all walks of life and discuss what went well, what went wrong, and what just didn't matter. We'll share the high, the low, the good, the bad, the many laughs and lessons along the way. I'm Amos, and today I'm joined by podcasting legend, at least in my mind, Daniel J. Lewis of the Audacity to Podcast at audacitytopodcast.com. Daniel, how are you doing today? I am wonderful. Thank you for having me on, Amos. Um, it's this is great to uh, to actually have you on, and again, as I told you during pre-show, you've already broken down episode 300, 301, and eighty four of the Audacity podcast. If someone really wants to know your history and how you got into podcasting, some of the things that you've learned along the way, that's really a great resource. And I'm not going to try to get you to retell your own story when you've done it so well already. But I do want to talk to you about your podcasts. And first of all, what podcast do you currently have going on? Right now, I have the one podcast, which is the Audacity to Podcast. That's my podcast about podcasting. But I do also host other podcasts, like we do a fan podcast about the TV show Once Upon a Time, which is currently on hiatus. And it is, unfortunately, coming back for a seventh season. I'm just ready to move (laughs) on with my life. That's why I say, unfortunately. But I'm committed to see that show through to the end. So we're podcasting about that. And then we have a clean comedy podcast, which is currently on hiatus until that Once Upon a Time podcast is finished. Oh, wow. That's um, going on hiatus. That's, a, that's definitely something that I know as this podcast itself went on a year and a half hiatus after its first eight episodes. <laughs> yeah, my first podcast, The Ramen Noodle, was basically a constant hiatus with nine episodes in the first two years. And that just seems ridiculous to me. Like, there's yeah. <laughs> that, that goes against everything that I've learned by listening to the Audacity podcast. <laughs> exactly. I make the mistakes so you don't have to. <laughs> and that's why we like having people on the show to discuss just that. Now, again, you've already discussed a lot of things that, that you learned along the way. I would really like to get into um, some of the some of the more interesting for you, I think, uh, questions, such as. With all that you've been doing, you've got over 300 episodes of the Audacity to Podcast. You've transformed your life from being just a, a worker at a company trying to do something that you enjoy to really making it your life and, and, and being your own, your own employer and your own person. Are you successful yet? Is, I mean, how do you measure success as far as podcasting and, and, and where are you in that? I, I totally think uh, I'm successful and I am measuring that by the fact that I'm accomplishing goals. The big goal for me with running my own business is that I'm able to provide for my family. And we're reaching that goal. We're not living lavishly and such. We'll still always be frugal. And I always want to be able to give. So the more I make, the more I want to give to others, through to charities, to uh, my local church, to things like that. And um, so there are certain numbers in my mind that are fun to play with and say, oh, I really hope my business reaches this particular uh, net income or, or gross income this year. That'd be great. I've reached certain goals like that. Now it's really a matter of 
living the life and making my business function the way I want it to. That's how I'm really measuring success, or that's what I consider success, and how I'm measuring that is in the responses I see from my audience. So it's in uh, responses like purchasing my products or signing up for my membership site for podcasters, uh, which is my main business focus now. Mm -hmm. So that's one way that I can measure the success to see how many members are in it now compared to a year ago and how much of my income is coming from that or these other things that I've invested heavily in versus a year ago. As well as what I really love to see is even if someone doesn't give me a single dollar for any product or service I create for them, I love seeing the responses from people who say, thank you for putting out the Audacity to podcast. Thank you for teaching me this thing. I'm now able to podcast. I'm able to share my message or here's this awesome change I've been able to make in my own life or in someone else's life because I learned how to podcast or learned how to improve my podcast from what you've put out. That is really, I feel, the sign of success. That's that's great, actually. Uh, one of the things that really surprises me about you is over the last year, I've really gotten into uh, Facebook groups and the Reddit and things like that to find other podcasters and see what they're into and what they're talking about and not just find guests of her shows and things like that, but really get into the heart of where podcasting is on the produ production side. And every time I find a really active community, you're there. <laughs> yeah, Pat Flynn has said, be everywhere. And I try to be everywhere, but I add to that statement a little bit to say, be everywhere you can be well. So I have chosen a select number of communities where I will participate. And sometimes when I feel like, in a way, kind of wasting time or distracting myself from other stuff I really should be doing. But when I need a little bit of a break, sometimes I'll go into these communities and hang out. I don't do it as much now as before because I see plenty of other people giving good advice in the community. So I don't feel like I have to be there to wave the flag and say, hey, I'm an expert too. And hey, here's what I say too, because I'm an expert on this as well. But I want to be where there aren't as many experts where I can be that perhaps the one voice who is encouraging a different way of doing things, a better way of doing things. If everyone else is recommending a bad microphone, I want to be the one to point out to say, well, I think you might get better results with this microphone because of these reasons. I want to be that person who is uh, providing value in a place that might otherwise be crowded or asking a lot of questions. But for me, my number one priority in engaging is with my own audience and especially the members of my own community. That's, 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 that's kind of what I see from you. And that's one of the reasons why it was so important for me to have you on this show eventually was just because of that outreach and because of that experience level that you have with helping people. And, and you, you know, there, there are so many different ways that you help out. Me personally, I just bought a mixer that you recommended a year and a half ago, and it's been amazing. It it does everything that I wanted my original mixer to do. And when it crapped out, I was like, you know what? I'm, let me look at what, what's out there. I found uh, the Audacity to Podcast, a, a, an article from like a year ago, and I was like, yes, this one. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is, <laughs> this is the dream. That's awesome. See, that's another thing that contributes to how I measure success. So you've helped a lot of people along the way, and... You've, you've been podcasting for how many years now? Now for 10 years. That's That seems so crazy to me because podcasting itself isn't much older than 10 years. Right. Um, so 
one of the questions that I want to ask you, one of the things that I want to get from you uh, that I wouldn't normally ask a person on this on this show is where well, what do podcasters think they're doing wrong in contrast to what are the areas where they actually need improvement? I think that podcasters often think their audio quality or their their platform, really, I want to focus there. I think what they think they're doing wrong is their audio quality or that they're not promoting it properly or something like that. When what they're actually doing wrong is maybe in their content quality or in their platform quality. Their content is pretty straightforward. That's what they're sharing in the podcast as well as how they're sharing it. Some podcasters might have the everything about me podcast and it's all about them, but there's no real value in that to an audience. There's no entertaining value or any helpful value as well. So it's it's just they're talking about themselves or whatever they care about. And it's no wonder that not many people are interested in it. There needs to be that either helpful or entertaining aspect to it. The other thing that I think podcasters are actually doing wrong sometimes, not obviously not all podcasters, but the ones who are struggling is that they're not putting enough into their own platform to develop their own brand, to have their own website, to have their own search engine ranking, to focus on building their own community. Many podcasters will try to ride the wave of someone else's community or they'll join a community of podcasters and want to start spamming it with their latest episodes. Or they'll be sending people to iTunes instead of to their website. And that by sending people to iTunes, you're ignoring your Android users or people who don't know what iTunes is. And uh, they don't have their own website or maybe they have a SoundCloud site. So they're sending people to someone else's platform instead of building their own. And if they focus on building their own platform, then not only will it help the quality of their podcast, but it can also make it so much easier to promote to other people. Uh, Then you're not relying on search engine optimization to tell people, find my podcast in iTunes. (laughs) You just tell them, go subscribe on my site. And as long as they enter your site name correctly and you can write it down for them or you can make it easy to remember or anything like that, but as long as they go to that domain... You don't have to worry about where you are in current search engine rankings or anything like that. They go straight to your site, and from there, they can click on the appropriate subscribe button for their platform, whether that's Android, a computer, Windows phone, iOS, anything like that. And, of course, if you're using WordPress uh, with a, with Jetpack, you can actually start seeing the numbers yourself to measure your own your own engagement on your, your web, web page, whereas you're never going to get that from iTunes. How many people visited your iTunes page? Well, actually, that is available, but it's available to only select partners. There's been this thing that's existed for a while with iTunes called Site Manager and select partners, networks. uh, My network has access to this and other large networks like Gimlet or Quick and Dirty Tips Network. And this does show stats from iTunes, downloads, streams, and interestingly, browses to uh, our iTunes listing. And that's kind of helpful, sure. Uh, But what's really going to be helpful is Apple's upcoming update where they will show listenership completion rates. So you can actually see, at least on those Apple-owned platforms, that's the Apple Podcast app and iTunes, how much people are listening to your episodes and where they're skipping in your episodes. So you can start to learn a lot more about what people like and don't like or what maybe annoys them or what they'd prefer not be there. That doesn't mean you have to make decisions about those things, but at least you can be a bit more informed 
mm-hmm. about how your audience is perceiving the value of some of your content. Now, where was that five, ten years ago, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's Unfortunately, uh, I wish Apple saw the need for this with the individual consumers who are saying, we'd love to see how much people are listening to our episodes right. and how com- much they're completing our episodes. And what's kind of annoying, as much as I love this recent announcement from Apple, and uh, it may already be in place by the time anyone's listening to this episode, but um, they put this in because the big boys were begging for it. The the public radio people, the Gimlets, the Disneys, the ABCs, the companies like that were the ones asking for it. And I think really giving Apple a hard time for not including that kind of information uh, but then again, the the platform for doing that kind of thing, displaying stats, didn't even exist a year ago or so. Mm. So I think it's it's really progress along the way, especially as more recently Apple seems to be doubling down on their attention on podcasting and supporting podcasters and realizing how uh, good of an investment that is for Apple. So even though they don't directly make money from podcasts, by supporting this whole industry they are building their own platform and reputation it's definitely a value add to the apple brand if they properly support podcasts and can provide numbers and and just give information back to the people that are producing the podcast in the first place oh yeah and everyone i think knows that the podcast consumption experience is simplest or easiest to get into on Apple, because after all, Apple includes a podcast app pre-installed on all of their devices. Mm-hmm. But that yeah. will change someday in the future with Android eventually including pre-installed podcast apps or things getting easier on other platforms as well. Definitely. Um, and, and still, as of right now, iTunes is the default. You have to be in iTunes, really, if you're going to try to have a successful and reachable yeah. podcast. You have to be listed in iTunes. It's just, there's other platforms out there, but... If you're not in iTunes, that's that's kind of like the the big gold standard. Like if you're not there, are you really serious about it? And I don't know how long that that's going to last either. But it's very interesting that's still the case even after all these years of, of basic neglect from Apple. Yeah, Apple uh, platforms account for sixty to seventy percent of all podcast consumption, and that's the Apple owned apps, iTunes, and the podcast apps. Not only that's not including other apps on Apple devices, but that's completely Apple-owned experiences. That's that's completely crazy. Um, now, how important should all of that be to the hobby pod- podcaster or the, you know, the, 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 the lower tier um, experience in podcasting? I think the most important thing, wherever you are in your podcasting journey, is that your podcast is available everywhere to everyone. So obviously you want to be in the Apple system, but you also want to make sure your podcast is subscribable to Android users. Like you could use subscribe on android.com to create a subscribe on Android button on your website that supports many of the highly popular Android podcast apps. You want to make sure that you're on Stitcher, you're on these other podcast apps and directories that you have to submit to so that if someone knows about your podcast and they already have a preferred podcast player, they could simply go in there, search for your podcast and subscribe. That's not the thing you want to ask them to do. But if they hear your podcast name, 
they know how to find it and you're already in there because you've submitted your podcast to all of these places. Mm. Every time I look you up, I find something new. Subscribe to android.com. I never knew. Um, the, uh, the, the big question that I like to end my, uh, my talks with people is, what advice would you have for other podcasters, both newbies and veterans? For newbies, I would say focus on presenting value. Actually, this goes for everyone. Focus on presenting value as quickly as possible. I think for the newbie people, they're often thinking, oh, I need to get ratings and reviews. I need to ask people to subscribe to my podcast. I need to do that all in the beginning so everyone hears it. No, save that for later or not at all, but focus on giving people the value they're coming for. If they're coming to be entertained, give them entertainment as quickly as possible in your podcast. So don't have the five minute long intro. Try not to put your sponsors at the very, very beginning of your episode. Give them something that entertains them right away or helps them or whatever that focus is of your podcast, whether it's entertainment or helping like in educating, inspiring, anything like that. Give that to them as quickly as possible. And along the way, look for ways to improve. Listen to feedback from your audience. It doesn't mean you have to do everything they say, but look for those things where you can see, oh, okay, our audio quality isn't that good. Maybe we can tweak things a little bit, or maybe our volume is too loud or too quiet. We can tweak that a little bit to improve the experience for our audience. Not major changes, like you don't have to go out and buy $600 worth of audio equipment to increase your audio quality. You could do that, but there might be better ways that you can invest in making those small changes that return big results. That's that's awesome. Now, I'm going to ask you another question that I, I never ask people, but I'm so interested to know. Who is your podcasting idol? Who do you who do you look up to? A person that's been in the business for 10 years who so many people like such as myself have gone to for reference and for extensive knowledge and 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 a matter of experience ourselves. Who do you look up to? That's tough. There's no one person, but it's a bunch of people who some of them have come after me, some of them come before me. Like for example, um, Todd Cochran and Rob Walsh are competitors. They both run hosting companies. Todd is the CEO of Raw Voice and Blueberry, mm-hmm. and Rob Walsh is vice president of podcaster relations at Libsyn. These guys have been in podcasting since day one, and they, in in actual literalness, they wrote the book on podcasting, separate books. Um, I really look up to them, their knowledge and experience in the industry and for being there from the beginning. I also look up to podcasters like uh, Pat Flynn or um, Ray Edwards or uh, even smaller time podcasters who are just doing things really well and finding success from that. Man, that's great. It's always an inspiration to, to hear from you and uh, and now to talk to you. This has uh, been an awesome conversation. As we, as we cruise towards the end of our time uh, this morning, what what have we what have I missed? What is it? What what is your major message that you really want to get out there about um, the highs and lows of podcasting? I love seeing people launch podcasts to share their message because I do truly believe that anyone can change the world with a message and that podcasting is the best way to do that. 
as much as I enjoy seeing people launch new podcasts, my real passion is in helping people improve podcasts. And so I want to see fewer of those two guys, one shared brain kind of podcast, but unless it's truly entertaining, <laughs> I want to see podcasts where regardless of whether they're doing it for business or entertainment or just having a fun time, but I want it to be something that they get better at. So my real passion is in helping podcasters improve and grow their shows, improve their their content quality, their presentation quality, production quality, promotion quality, and profit quality, even if profit doesn't mean dollars. Maybe it means opportunities or uh, tangibles or having more fun or better relationships. I want to see podcasters who have already launched their shows continue to get better and never remain in one place, but always be growing. Uh, and that's why I started uh, Podcaster Society, which exactly. is a membership site for podcasters. And uh, while other people are focusing on helping people launch podcasts, and I want to see that happen, I both didn't want to compete with them, and it wasn't as much of my passion. I'm more passionate about helping people go beyond episode one. So that's why I started that site. And for those who may not know, what exactly do you offer there? What, what, what you know, specifics can you give people who are part of Podcaster Society? It's a membership site where you pay to be a member and you have to have already launched a podcast in order to be a member. And it's for helping you improve. So we provide tutorials, courses, one-on-one um, -on -one connection, regular ongoing resources. Every month we do a random draw of one of the members to in-depth evaluate their podcast and show them where they could improve on their podcast. We have a nice community that interacts with each other. They can post questions and get quick answers from me, as well as other experts who can provide input and training in valuable areas. So it's a growing library of resources, as well as a connection with a community of other podcasters passionate about their whatever it is, whether it's a hobby or a business, that they're doing in podcasting and eager to improve. That's what I wanted to create, and that's what I see uh, happening with the community, these podcasters helping each other and looking for those ways to get better. And where can people find more about that and yourself? The membership site is at podcasterssociety.com. And my own podcast, which is completely free and has over 300 episodes now about launching and improving your own podcast, is at theaudacitypodcast.com. And I'm in most social places as the Daniel J. Lewis. <laughs> the uh, I, I'm always amused when people throw the in front of their name. It's like, we know what that means. It means you were one minute too late and somebody snagged yes. your name. <laughs> <laughs> I waited 12 years to get the domain DanielJLewis.com. And shortly after I got it, then I decided to give up my hopes to get Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter. And then I added the the to it and everywhere else too. And so I also have thedanieljlewis.com. <laughs> so I could have saved some money and saved some headache if I'd just gone with the even years ago when just right. straight Daniel J. Lewis wasn't available. Now, I, I can't criticize you because my name's Anthony, my nickname is Amos, and my social media handles everywhere is Ethan Kane. So I, you know, I, I've got my own little personal branding issue. Um, but again, with those, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ethan Kane. You can follow the show on Twitter at Undaunted Cast. Cruise on over to RitualMisery.com for every project that I'm involved with. I've got a link to it there. And then, of course, thank Kevin McLeod for allowing us to use your music. And for me, for Daniel, and for all the aspiring and veteran podcasters out there, 
Thank you for joining us on this journey.